Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, amazing, huh? How about that Super Bowl? Wow, wow, wow. I just can't believe that so many Americans waste their time watching something that I call the Stupid Bowl. The whole damn thing, all of it, all of the woke crap, those guys running around playing a game that I gave up in middle school, the dumb halftime show with Usher and his flabby arms, or what the hell was it the last time, straight out of Compton, straight out of Compton, glorifying gang violence, you name it, huh? And spare me all that crap about Taylor Swift getting along so well with Travis Kelsey's brother. Isn't that cute? Hey, uh, what's her name? Taylor, stay the hell away from uh, the brother, all right? Stay the hell. He's married. You get it? She's so boy crazy, this one. She is out of control. The whole dumb thing is stupid. I refuse to watch. I watched about two minutes. I don't care. I don't care if it was a good game. I don't care. There are too many more important things going on right now. And you know what? Sometimes these these games are so good, I think they're actually, maybe, who knows, just wondering out loud, a little bit rigged, a little bit fixed, huh? Imagine if the game were 40 points to zero, right? And we knew that at the halftime. How much money would be lost if it were 40 points to zero at the halftime? Think about it. Who the hell would stick around and watch the second half? Very few people. I mean, you know what I mean. I don't like it. I don't care. I don't give a good God. You know what? I mean, look, the woke crap. They're tearing this country apart. During those two minutes, I did see, you know what I saw? And racism in the end zone. And racism. Anti-white racism seems to be fine. Anti-Jew uh, behavior seems to be fine in this country, in this culture. And racism? All right. <laughs> it's We kicked racism's ass 67 years ago. Shut up already. Get on with it. No, no. We're going to pretend that this is a certain country to appease certain people, to make certain folks feel better about themselves, and to make other people feel better about themselves i'm talking about the oppressors and the oppressed they all want to feel right i'm talking about woke powerful corporate interests and the masses they attempt to control here's something else about that stupid football that i i don't want anything to do with and don't show me any of these oh that was so much fun huh ben affleck and matt damon in a dunkin donuts commercial who on earth gives a damn about this anymore how how much more are we going to be played? How much more are we going to be exploited? Let them exploit us. I, you know, I eat donuts all the time. Donuts are not good for me. They're not good for you. All right? Commercials advertising donuts are actually good for nobody. Celebrities making more money. And the rest of America gets fatter and dumber as we sit on the sidelines and, and watch. Screw that. Screw it all. Roger Goodell doing whatever it takes to keep the money and the power. And how much money? How much power? How about you? What's his name? Oh, who's that stupid uh, guy, everyone? I can't stop. I'm even proud that I don't know his name. Tom Brady, him. Him. You can have him and his commercial about gambling. Yeah, promote. that's what we need, more addicts out there. More young men addicted to their phones. Oh, you got an algorithm now, an AI app that will... I can I can bet at the MGM casino on sports through my phone, 
no matter where in the country I live. Oh, wow, that's what what a great way, use of my time and money. Don't you stand for anything else other than money? Looking goofy in a commercial or, you know, having a having a joke with your friends. What is this? When the hell are any of these guys going to stand up and give back, give something to the country? And I'm not talking about their phony baloney, fly by night, stupid organizations. You know, they're nonprofits that every criminal, I mean, football player in the country has so they can say they have it. Uh, The NFL likes to give back. No, you don't. You like to take and you like to exploit. And this goes for the players, too. A lot of those players are being exploited. You know, for every Mahomes, for every um, McCaffrey, who the hell are the guys on the on the line? Who the who, who are the defensive linemen? Who are the offensive linemen? It, the, number one, they're going to be gone in two years, right? Three years, maybe. I, I hope they get enough money because their brains are being fried. Their brains are totally being fried. I am over it. And meanwhile, there's really important stuff going on. I mean, the country. I don't care if I sound like uh, a party pooper or whatever. You know what I did with this weekend? I read, and I'm not even all the way through it, to be honest, the um, Robert Hur's investigation into Joe Biden and the documents. And I'll tell you why I'm going into it, because nobody else is. It's astonishing to me. The stuff that is in this report, that is not being reported. Everybody is feasting on that thing about uh, uh, Joe Biden doesn't remember when Bo died and doesn't remember when he was vice president. Okay, actually, they're also missing. When they talk about that, guess what? Joe Biden is actually playing up the memory loss as a legal strategy. All right? that That's a whole other thing I'm going to get to. But let's pretend for a moment that uh, he he actually is losing his memory like that. Well, I already knew that. You already knew that. I mean, it's interesting and fun that a government lawyer actually put that in a government report. Wow, now and now the mainstream media have to confront it. But we already knew that. Here's what we here's what our side doesn't know, right? That the documents case against Donald Trump is a sham. And when I say our side, I mean our side. There are lots of conservatives out there who have bought into this crap pushed by Fox News more than anybody else that the documents case against Trump is the most serious case. Oh, that's the one where he faces the most legal jeopardy. Well, throughout this uh, Robert Hur report, it is clear that to me that he is actually indicting uh, Jack Smith in the prosecution. Jack Smith in the prosecution of Trump. He makes clear that every president and actually every vice president and every Supreme Court justice and every member of Congress, they actually play. By different rules when it comes to classified documents. They do. They always have. It's the tradition, whatever. You can run around with the law book. You can run around with the rule book. But de facto is, if you are one of those guys, you play by different rules. And yeah, you, you, the stuff is, you take it home. You're not supposed to. Letter of the law, you're not supposed to. This was a way to get Trump. And then it blew up in their face. It blew up right in their face. And Donald Trump, who had every right to take the stuff with him, who brought the stuff with him from the White House when he was still president of the United States, all the way down to Mar-a-Lago. It was his. He had access to every single shred of paper in the entire government, in the entire government. It's now. um, So this actually exonerates Trump because this lawyer makes the case again. Like, look, nobody gets prosecuted for this stuff and they all do it. They all take it. 
Ronald Reagan did it. George H.W. Bush did it. George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, and yeah, Joe Biden. And Joe Biden, I, I, I don't care about this whole thing about the vice presidency. And like, well, as vice president, he did not have, he did not have the authority to declassify. I'm, I'm putting that aside for a second. And that's probably true. I think it is true, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They all take this stuff. Now, Having said that, there are there is some doozies in here that nobody seems to understand. Nobody's actually uh, taking into account. Um, did we do this stuff about the the truck? All right. So get this, everybody. Joe Biden has been blaming his staff for packing the boxes. It's my staff's fault. It's my he he said it at that crazy press conference on on Thursday night. Well, I I take responsibility. In that I did not take a better look at my staff when they were packing this stuff up. Well, her goes into incredible length and detail about how it was actually Joe Biden who was packing this stuff up himself. Himself. He did it. All the way, all the way down to they tracked down the moving company. And guess who they talked to? People who worked at the moving company. They talked to the military aides who were there that day. What day was this? January 7th of 2017. Now, what day was that? Moving day at the Joe Biden vice presidential residence. January 2017. Joe is going to be done being vice president on January 20th. So he's moving out of the official vice presidential residence, which is uh, located at the Naval Observatory on Massachusetts Avenue. I've actually been there. It's a very nice old mansion. They got a lot of property up there, and it's really something. Um, and what is Joe Biden observed doing? Loading boxes by himself. This is in the report, folks. He is observed packing boxes. They talk to witnesses who see that Joe Biden is packing the boxes by himself. They're classified documents that he routinely kept at the Naval Observatory. He insisted on packing the boxes by himself. He is actually observed putting boxes on a truck. Joe Biden was putting boxes on trucks. There were special instructions, again, from to the moving company, from the Bidens. No packers. Family handles only. They have the receipt. They have the receipt from moving day. Have you heard about this anywhere else? No, you haven't. Because nobody wants to even bother reading this stuff. They just want somebody to give it. And since the New York Times and uh, the Washington Post and CNN, what they're trying to do is just debunk, debunk the whole thing about Joe Biden not, not having a good memory. Oh, that was gratuitous. That was gratuitous. That was gratuitous. That was gratuitous. It's actually central. It's actually central. I know what happened here. Joe Biden tried to outsmart these guys, and it blew up in his face. Oh, boy. Hey, the other thing, well, there's so much in here, but... You've probably heard a million times now that Joe Biden was, as soon as he found those classified documents, he immediately turned them over, immediately turned them over. Um, And Joe ordered it. That's actually not true. None of this is true. All of these stupid narratives that have emerged that are just accepted now, it's not true. Let me uh, let me take you through this. On November 2nd, 2022, Patrick Moore, one of Mr. Biden's personal counsel, reviewed boxes of material belonging to Mr. Biden, which were stored at the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement in Washington, D.C., an office space formerly used by Mr. Biden. During this review, Mr. Moore found documents with classification markings dating to Mr. Biden's vice presidency. 
Moore notified Robert Bauer, another personal counsel to Mr. Biden, who then notified the White House counsel. That evening, the White House counsel's office informed the general counsel of the National Archives and Records Administration. The next morning, November 3rd, 2022, the National Archives sent two archivists to retrieve the material. Uh, nine documents totaling 44 pages with classification markings. They were classified up to the top secret level, including ones that had sensitive compartmented information. All three boxes contain records dating from Mr. Biden's time as vice president. Um, a few days later on November 9th, the FBI opened an initial inquiry. Okay. Now, Mr. Bauer says the next day, stating President Biden had no objection to the requested steps and would cooperate fully with the Department of Justice as directed by the department and the archives. Bauer stated the attorney, we do not know for any rooms or locations that contain additional potential government records and materials from Vice President Biden's time as vice president, but will immediately acknowledge and act as directed in the event we learn of any as we did here. Okay. On December 20th, 2022, nearly seven weeks after the initial discovery of classified documents at the Penn Biden Center, Bauer and Moore traveled to Mr. Biden's personal residence in Wilmington, Delaware. Seven weeks later, seven weeks later, they're finding more documents. Hey, the other thing, did you notice the call? Where did Joe Biden make the phone call? Joe Biden wasn't. Joe Biden isn't part of this. A lawyer finds it, tells another lawyer who tells another lawyer. They don't say that Joe Biden was involved in the loop, that this came from Joe Biden. This came from lawyers and they may or may not have consulted with Joe. It's interesting when lawyer, it's very hard to get a lawyer to break the law for you. Right. And it goes. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. This is... I hate to say it, it's like game changing all over again for those who care to read it. What this lawyer is saying out loud is that Joe Biden is lying, that Joe Biden stole this stuff and Joe Biden did it for his own financial interests and political interests. It is absolutely amazing and it is absolutely being unremarked upon except by me. And I'm turning this whole thing upside down. And they may pretend that this report doesn't exist and the stuff I'm telling you about doesn't exist. It does. And it will force Joe Biden from this race. It absolutely will. I'll be right back with more. Uh, Did Joe Biden take the fifth? Here's something else that uh, comes through. I think it's pretty noteworthy if Joe Biden refused to answer questions from the special uh, counsel of which they've been bragging since the get go. Well, we cooperated. Unlike Donald Trump. The evil Donald Trump. We cooperated every step of the way. We cooperated. We answered all questions. In fact, Joe said we opened every orifice we have. Well, I have it here on page 94 that Joe Biden, at least one of those orifices, were closed. I wonder which one that was. Hmm? Which orifice? Let's see here. 
In Mr. Biden's interview with our office, he explained that he took his notebooks with him after his vice presidency because they are mine. Then explained that every president before me has done the same exact thing. Yeah, like President Trump, you dimwit. You see how this is all blown up when you start hassling? You're shot by your own gun. But listen to this. Every president before me has done the exact same thing. He also specifically referenced President Reagan, who, after leaving office, kept handwritten diaries containing classified information at his private home. Now, in written answers, Mr. Biden wrote that, like presidents and vice presidents before me, I understand these notes to be my personal property. But how about this? He declined to answer several questions about whether he believed his notes contained classified information whether he believed he was authorized to possess classified information after his vice presidency and whether he took steps to avoid writing classified information in his notebooks. He declined to answer. He would not answer their questions. But I've been told that he was cooperative every step of the way with his orifices all open. He actually said that to Judy Woodruff. On that news hour show, remember with McNeil Lehrer, they used to call it. Now it's uh, now it's two strangers. I don't know, but I, I I do know that Judy Woodruff still hangs around the show. He declined to answer several questions. Now that is something. How about this one? Page one thirteen. During his interview with our office, Mr. Biden said he did not remember finding marked classified documents at any time after the end of the Obama administration and before he was elected president, but that if he had found such classified material, he would have turned it over immediately. So here's the deal. They know that's not true. They know it because there's too much classified information all over the guy's house, garage, basement, office, library. And they hate liars. And it's really, really tough when somebody lies to your face. Just passed a bunch of people who were talking about the commercials from the Super Bowl. They even stunk. They were so stupid. Um, I, I, I think the dumbest of them all, which is, is supposed to be the one where everybody, oh, wow, it was so well done. It was a real tearjerker. No, it wasn't. It made absolutely no sense. The little girl who was ice skating, right? The little girl ice skating. And she's in the hockey rink, and she's doing her little uh, twirls and jumps and whatever. And then uh, there's some guy in the audience, I guess it's supposed to be your father, is cheering her on but looks forlornly at the seat next to him, which is empty. So he assume. I, I mean, I don't know who it's for. Uh, is it like that Larry David episode, the, the someone's dead, like the mother's dead, but they save a seat for her? I don't know what's happening, but there's an empty seat, and then the girl suddenly gets all sad. Anyway, next scene, cut to the next. This is a this is a commercial for a freaking Kia, by the way. A Kia car. Are those I can't I don't know, are those like ultra cheap or are they ultra high end? I think they're kind of cheap, right? I don't know. Anyway, they jump in the car. Strangely, the girl who's like 13 years old is sitting in the back seat. I don't know why they do that. She's not like she's an infant or something like that. I mean, they put her in the back seat. And the fathers keeps looking at her in the rearview mirror. I don't know. And they're, they, they drive off into the mountains. They just go on this weird ride way into the woods. Like, where the hell are they going? And you finally get there and it looks like, you know, some billionaire's lair. I mean, it's like an, it's like an ice castle. It's unbelievable. This, this, like, okay, I get it. They're rich, right? And what do they do then? Uh, 
He gets out of the car. He sets up stereo speakers and lights. And then in front of this mega winter hideaway mansion, there's an ice skating rink right in front of the house. And she starts ice skating. And then there's some old guy in the, in, 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 on the, in the, in the house watching her. Who the hell is that guy? We're not even told. Who is he? And I say old guy. I'm, I actually take that back. We're meant to, it's meant for us to think he's old. It's meant for us to think that he's the grandfather, but he's like 58 years old. He's not old enough to be the grandfather. Who is this guy? Why is he sitting there? Why the hell did he looks fine? Why didn't he get his ass to the uh, rink and see the main event? What is going on? And how the hell is this supposed to make me want to buy a Kia car anyway? What is it? What does it mean? Nothing. Zero. Zilch. Seven million dollars for that, that, that thing. I just thought it was so weird. And then I'm obsessed with it. Nobody like, just everyone's like, well, that's the grandfather, obviously. Excuse me. He's not old enough to be the grandfather. Well, there's a home health aide in there. So what? It was so, I don't know. It's bizarre. What else? What else happened? That's it. Did anybody notice that uh, Usher's arms are all like flappy? Did you notice that with his arms? He's got these big, you know, like when you see it sometimes with women, but it happens with guys too. If they don't work out their triceps, it becomes all like wobbly down there, all skin and wobbly. Well, that's what he had going, which is fine. Look, I got it. My chest is hanging down like a, like a wet blanket. I mean, I got all kinds of issues, but I don't walk around in a tank top. Guys in front of a billion people with a tank top on and his arms. And everybody gets on my case because they made fun of his flabbly arms. They were a bit flabbly. Flabby. All right, back to the report. This is something else you have not heard. Now I'm going to, I alluded to it. Now I'm going to go into the specifics. Are you ready for this? Uh, let's see here. Page 151. Nope. One second. One second. One second. Someone will be right with you. Da, 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 da. Uh oh, 149, 150. There we go, 151. I don't have it down, I don't have it stapled, and I'm always shuffling the papers all, all over the place. Okay, here we go. Um, 2017 move out of the Naval Observatory. On January 7, 2017, the Bidens moved furniture and personal belongings out of the Naval Observatory and into the Virginia home using a private moving company. The Bidens paid for the move themselves and packed their own belongings with the help of staff and naval enlisted aides. Stay with me here. Mr. Biden was personally involved in the move. He selected which pieces of government-owned furniture from the Naval Observatory he bought and moved to Virginia, directing some of the packing, and was personally present for the entirety of the move. One military aide recalled seeing him packing by himself and just him moving his stuff one at a time into the truck at the Naval Observatory on moving day. And Secret Service agents saw Mr. Biden moving boxes at the Virginia house during the weekend of his move into that house. Hello? You see what's going on here? He packed the boxes with the secret stuff himself. That's the implication. And that's the unmistakable inference we're supposed to make. 
Mr. Biden stored papers in several places at the Naval Observatory, including desks, safes, and briefcases. As explained, Mr. Biden stored classified materials at the Naval Observatory, Observatory while vice president. We were unable to determine whether any classified documents were inadvertently moved to the Virginia home when Mr. Biden moved out of the Naval Observatory. Did you catch that stuff beforehand? They were unable to determine inadvertently, but they determined that it happened advertently (laughs) that Joe was loading the damn truck himself. Now listen to this in this thing. Wait, where is that? Where's the receipt? The receipts, the receipts invoice from private moving company, Georgetown moving and storage indicating customer to pack all carrier to pack none. Residence manager, according to the personal aid, according to a staff assistant, according to Jill Biden's personal aid. It's all there. Joe Biden did this. (coughs) Excuse me. And one of the many reasons why he did it, he wanted this classified stuff around. You know, in my head, I kind of thought, well, you know, maybe he's just when I hear about people taking home classified stuff, they must be just doing a lot of homework. They just really want to be on on top of the issues. No, Joe Biden wanted to sell a book. And Joe Biden wanted to say that I was right and everybody else was wrong about Afghanistan. Joe Biden wanted to burnish his own reputation and his own ability to make a buck. Says it right here. You know how much money he got for this book? That he used the classified documents to create? Eight million dollars. Eight million dollars. And here's something else that's really unseemly. You know when Joe was writing this book? When he was vice president of the United States. He started the book in 2015. What's going on in 2015? He's got two years left on the job. Two years left on the job. He leaves office in 2017. The book comes out in November of 2017. What does that tell you and me? He was writing the book on company time. This really, really, really rubs me the wrong way. I believe it is against regulations. I know this. It's against city regulations. You know, um, my father wrote a book about his time as police commissioner. His time as police commissioner went all the way up to January 1st of 2014. He was in office from January 1st of 2002 to January 1st of 2014. And before that, he had the job from uh, October 1992 to January of 1994. More time spent as police commissioner than anyone else uh, ever. And uh, he wanted to write a book. Guess when he started having conversations about writing the book? After he was done being commissioner. Because there are all kinds of rules and guidelines and common sense kind of practices that if you are a public servant and you are worried about your own profiting or your own projects, you're not going to be able to give the people your all. So you have to wait until you leave office. You know, when my dad's book came out, um, let me think here, September of 2015, a year and nine months after he left. Because he had to do everything that Joe did on the job, he did once he left the job, which is the decent and honorable thing to do. And also, letter of the law, what you're supposed to do. 
Because let's face it, a, a book publisher may want to uh, – boy, that would be pretty interesting to do business with uh, a sitting vice president of the United States or or a sitting police commissioner. Maybe I could uh, – maybe, wow, that would be something. Maybe I could get something done while I'm – well, I got a friend here who I'm promising money to. Maybe I could – right? You see how that works? But there are something – there's something called conflict of interest rules and laws and – those need those should be abided by, but unlike most of uh, mo- a lot of people in government, my dad is honorable and uh, plays by the rules. Joe Biden, he thinks he he he's been there so long, you can't tell him anything. He's been there, he's done that, he's seen it all, he's done it all, he knows more than anybody else. Get out of my way, I'm right. Something else that comes through in this thing, his staff, they're pretty concerned about Joe and how kind of reckless he is with this stuff. You know, Joe Biden left a top secret code book at some billionaire's house in the Hamptons. Did you hear about that? No, nobody's heard about that one. He did. He left a, a top secret code book at, at some billionaire's house in the Hamptons he was mooching off of. What about that? Why haven't heard about that? Well, <laughs> it's all part of the story. And conservative media, God bless you guys. But you're not doing your job here. You're not going to the you're not getting to the bottom of this thing. And there's it's very, very deep. And most of you, what are you doing? You're 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 playing all that stuff. Oh, Joe Biden lost his memory. I already knew that, and so did you. So get to the stuff that you did not know before. Get to the stuff that I'm talking about. It's in there. You know, these opportunities don't come around very often. They wrote tens of thousands of stories about the phony Mueller investigation and the Mueller report, right? Remember? When we get a chance, because the Mueller investigation was a was a fraud, and when the report is written about the fraud, what do we do? Nothing. How many stories do you think the conservative media did on the Durham report? Uh, I counted, actually. And the answer is, you ready? Less than 12. Less than 12 stories were written in the New York Post and the Wall Street Journal about the corruption in the FBI that led to the... Um, investigation, the crossfire hurricane investigation against Donald Trump that uh, led to the phony Mueller investigation that tried to sabotage Donald Trump's administration. You know, after that report came out, you know what Fox News Sunday did? Zero. They didn't even mention it. Because these people are lazy. And conservative media is much smaller than dominant media. So dominant media, they have like the teams and the resources to, to do stuff. And then on our side, we lazily need them to do the work, and then we pick apart their work. And then we point our finger, oh, they should have done more of this, or they should have put this higher in their news show, or, oh, they're not covering it, or they should be covering it. Well, you cover it. Forget about media criticism for once, which I do. It's fun. It's it's Some of it needs to be done, but the dirty little secret is it's easy, and it's cheap. You get it? Tim, you're in the Hudson Valley. Hello. Yeah, hey, Greg. Uh, I was looking at another timeline that's plausible. Uh, On November 2nd, that was right before the election. Just before then, there were two large investigations. One was uh, the the skiff at Perkins Coy down in uh, D.C., and the other investigation was was a fellow named McGonagall, who was in the FBI in New York. He was uh, former head of counterintelligence in New York, from what I read. it makes no sense that lawyers all of a sudden would start 
rifling through Joe Biden's personal boxes. What And what makes more sense, if we look at the timeline, this was announced on November 2, which was before the election. So obviously the Democrats didn't leak this. It wasn't announced on November 2. It was it was discovered on November 2, but it wasn't announced before the election. Remember? Thank you. But let me let me finish, if you don't mind. Um, you know, I, you know, that's no, kind no. of rude and aggressive when people say, let me finish. We're just having a conversation here. I interjected something because I had to, because on that little thing, you're not correct. So you're going to be able to finish. I just hate it when people say, let me finish. It's very. All right. So having said that, finish. Uh, thank you. Um, Joe Biden's chief of staff resigned about two weeks after the election, while this was occurring, which is a really unusual thing to do. So what's plausible to me is that this information that he had documents that were uh, related to foreign uh, information, that it makes more sense that somehow the DOJ got wind of it because of a deposition, either through the Durham investigation or McGonagall, makes more sense that the DOJ called Klain, who was the chief of staff, informed him, chief of staff called some lawyers and said, get over there and check these boxes out. I, 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 it doesn't really matter. And, and you're going down a rabbit hole. And I understand it's 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 fun and easy to come up with alternative theories. But, you know, we're beyond that at this point. You, you know, I, I, I'm going to ask you, Tim, have you read this thing? I've only read part of it. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you only read part of it. Instead of sitting there in your room coming up with alternative theories, I'm telling because chiefs of staff leave. If you're going to leave, you leave after the election. That's no big deal. It's not suspicious. I can't be suspicious of everything. Right now, I have a report right in front of me, and you have access to it as well. You have to read it, and what is in here is magnificent for our side. It is huge for our side. As to why were they, uh, what you know, the, the the happenstance that they found these documents? Well, my understanding was that they were leaving the Penn Biden Center. They were closing it. They weren't going to stay there. Why? Because it costs like twenty five thousand dollars a month rent. So they had to get the crap out of there. That does not. That's not totally. That's not implausible to me. It's just not. I mean, it kind of it kind of makes sense. And that sooner or later, this stuff was going to be found. I bet he's angry at the lawyers for doing it, and they should have kind of made it go away. But I'm not. Uh, I'm not with you on a lot of this stuff. And it, it even even if you're on to something, it doesn't quite matter. We have to tackle what we what we know, what's right in front of us. And do you know what I mean, Tim? A lot of people aren't. And you've got skill. You got insight. You got a great mind. I can tell. That's interesting stuff that you're thinking of. Do me a favor. Read this material. All 388 pages. It's hard. It's a pain in the neck. Nobody wants to do it. It's much easier to come up with theories that can't never be tested, really. Maybe we'll find out in, in 10 years that you're right. I don't know. But right now we got this thing in front of us. It's dynamite. I'm not, I haven't even begun. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> it is so good. So good. It's going to dominate my coverage probably for the next two weeks, at least. All right. It's all here and I need your help. I'll be right back. Here's something else. Um, <clears throat> Joe Biden did not cooperate with the FBI every step of the way. In fact, um, there was a time where the documents that were in Joe Biden's house that were classified and the FBI is standing right there. Joe Biden's lawyer prevented the FBI from obtaining those documents. Instead, they were handed over to a White House lawyer. 
not to the FBI. Two days later, they made their way to the FBI. Joe Biden is such an unbelievable liar. And he just got so nailed. And it is glorious. Totally glorious. Um, I'm looking at the news. And they're all talking about that stupid Super Bowl, as I call it, the stupid bowl, which more than now, I really believe that the whole thing is like professional wrestling. James Flippin just walked in. James, it's like in in professional wrestling, you know, they kind of know the outcome ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And it's a it's a performance. It's right. It's not really a sport. I think that's what's going on with football, because, you know, almost when's the last time we had a bad game in the Super Bowl? I mean, uh, they're usually Rams pretty, Patriots was pretty bad. How long years ago? ago? Seven years ago. No, several. It was like 2019. Maybe? Is that well, OK? Five years ago. I mean, every other game is like amazing. Tom Brady. The guy's 40 something years old. He's making it to that many games and, and that many. No, there's something up. There's something up. I don't care. I mean, people can knock themselves out about it. What do you want to say about the big game? Um, no, I mean, I thought it was a pretty good uh, defensive battle, which is always nice. You know, a pure fan like me, I don't necessarily need all the touchdowns and stuff. I like the defense. And, uh, defense, the, the defense. Exactly, Greg. See, now you're getting it. Now I feel like I could be at a game with you right now. Stupid. <laughs> it all, it's all there dumb. is a lot to the pop and circumstance of it that is too much. And I will never stand on my head and say, no, there's no way that it's scripted. And there's no way. I mean, look, we had Tim Donaghy in the NBA fixing games. Talk about not that long ago, 10, 15 years ago. And that totally got swept under the rug. And uh, by the way, why they had this in, 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 in Las Vegas? There's, you know, Las Vegas is not a family friendly place. It's ugly as hell. Uh, you know, it's, what do they call it? Sin City? Sin City. Right? Prostitution, gambling, everywhere you turn. And, uh, it's all decadent and, uh, and, and reflects very poorly upon America. Sports is desperate to get that Vegas money. They've got a hockey team there. The baseball's moving there. You ain't getting a buck from me. Sports, I know that really has you up at night, but, uh, I ain't helping you. Um, and, and, whatever. More important things to do, baby. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.